Welcome to the Senior Story Hour, where we share poems, stories, observations of life, written by the Franklin Senior Center Writers Group. Here we are once again. We convene with all the great stories and poems that we've gathered for the month. With me today, Faith Flaherty, as my partner in crime. Faith, good to have you here. Thank you. And so, Faith, let's say hello to all the others who've joined us today. Hi, everyone. I'm Alice Judge. Hello, I'm Bill Wiley. Hello, I'm Pat Winiarski. Hi, everyone. Uh, I'm Al Larkin. Hello, Steve Sherlock here. I'm Peter Jay, and we will jump right in with the festivities. Faith, start okay. us off. All right. A few months ago, Pete talked about wearing masks to protect people from COVID-19. Although some may think that they are perfectly healthy, and therefore don't need to wear masks, you never know if you are asymptomatic and are carrying the disease. I figure, why take the chance? Cloth face coverings are recommended as a simple barrier to help prevent respiratory droplets from traveling into the air and onto other people when coughing, sneezing, talking, or raising their voice. This is called source control. This recommendation is based on what we know about the role respiratory droplets play in the spread of the virus that causes COVID-19, paired with emerging evidence from clinical and laboratory studies to show cloth face coverings reduce the spray of droplets when worn over the nose and mouth. COVID-19 spreads mainly among people who are in close contact with one another within about six feet. So the use of cloth face coverings is particularly important in settings where people are close to each other or where social distancing is difficult to maintain. And wearing a face mask is not a political statement to show my opposition to President Trump's not wearing a mask. <laughs> Although I have run into people who make comments to me, accusing me of being a flaming liberal. It seems that not wearing a mask proves that you can think for yourself and don't believe in fake science that the CDC is promoting. The Trump supporters declining to wear a mask is a visible way to demonstrate I'm a Republican, or I want businesses to start up again, or I want students back in school. I had one such nasty encounter with an individual I met in the parking lot of Stop and Shop I had just come out of the store and was placing my groceries in my trunk when the man next to me said, why are you wearing a mask? Are you afraid you'll pass on your germs to your grocery bags? Oh. Now, I don't know why I said and did what happened next, but I know I will regret it for the rest of my life. I turned to the man and I said, I wear it to protect you. He said, you blankety blank blank liberals are all alike. Masks are worthless and protect blank. I walked over to him and said, well, I was just tested as positive. And if you think the mask is worthless, let me give you a hug and a kiss. <laughs> he backed away from me. I took off my mask and I held up my arms like I was going to hug him. He turned around and started to run. I was going to just pretend to chase him, 
but he fell down. So I grabbed his leg and pulled it, just like I'm pulling yours. (laughs) (laughs) I walked into that one. (laughs) Couldn't run away from it. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Just when you thought it was safe, just when you thought it was safe to buy in. <laughs> Got a leg up on us. Oh, <laughs> well played. Okay, I'm waiting to hear Bill. Go, I'm Bill. I'm in the mood for romance, Bill. You got some? She she already heard, uh, saw one of mine. I, I put on Facebook. <laughs> okay, uh, I'm gonna read two of them. There might be a little uh, naughty. Naughty phrases in here. <laughs> All right, naughty phrases. I'm in. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. I noticed everybody. No, nothing. Su- no, nothing. Suddenly, <laughs> suddenly everybody perked up. No, nothing. Nothing bad. No, nothing bad. Okay, this one is called uh, "You Are My Love." You are my love. This I know. Wherever you want, I will go. In the bright of day, in the dark of night. I know with you, I'll be all right. All right with you, with your tender touch. I know when I'm close to you, I get a rush. A feeling of love, a feeling of tenderness. But if you were gone, your love I'd sure miss. You've come to my heart, you've entered my soul. A life with you, that is my goal. My words flow out with the rush of passion. You are my love, I'll show you compassion. Uh, The touch of a woman, so gentle and soft. I just want to take all of your clothes off. Make sweet love till the break of dawn. You've got my love that'll never be gone. So come on, darling, show me you care. I want to run my fingers through your hair. As we walk through life, together we'll be. This sweet love in you is what I can see. That's uh, one poem I wrote. Nice. It is naughty. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. It is. That, I didn't that, that twice. Yeah. It passes muster for a general audience. Yes. The yes. imagination the, can fill in the blanks. It's on radio and you can't see our red faces. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I got one more. This one, is, this one has, a, has a funny title. I called it uh, uh, Twitching in the Kitchen. Oh, <laughs> oh <wait a> <laughs> uh, when it's morning here, it's nighttime there. But oh, my darling, I'll love you anywhere. I love you in the morning, I'll love you at night. But when we're together, I feel all right. I'll love you in the den, I'll love you in the kitchen. When we get together, we'll do some twitching. I love you in the in the bath. I'll love you in the shower. We'll get together, make love for hours. I'll love you over here. I'll love you over there. But by my side, I sure do care. A sweet love we have, this I know. When I'm with you, my love will show. A lovely woman, a beautiful lady. I know for sure you are my baby. You brought me love. You brought me joy. I know for sure you won't be coy. We found each other uh, through COVID-19 won't stop us. It's only delayed our meeting. It just makes us tough. The waiting and waiting, 
to hold you close. I know when we meet, I'll love you the most. It's you I want, it's you I need. Let's get together and play in the weeds. <laughs> <laughs> when you were saying, I'll love you in the den, I'll love you in the, in the bath and in the shower, yeah. I, I, I have these Dr. Seuss images. In I my was head. thinking of Dr. Seuss also. <laughs> right, <laughs> really? the, cad the cadence is there. Yeah, mm -hmm. adult yeah. Dr. Seuss books. <laughs> love it, love it. <laughs> love it. There you go, Bill. Did you, did you like them? I think they're pretty good. Yeah, yeah. So who are we up for next, Faith? Who do we want to put on deck? Okay, we've had, how about Pat Winnie asking? The title of my piece today is Joy During Challenging Times. Sadness, Heartbreak, Grief, Depression. These four nouns touch upon the myriad of emotions felt by a majority of people during this COVID-19 pandemic. I opine strongly that observing the beauty which surrounds us is integral to our well-being during these most challenging of days. Franklin offers its residents that beauty sitting comfortably on a chair under a shade tree at Chilson's Beach provides tranquility as one looks out upon the rippling water. A refreshing dip into the pond calms the spirit. Flowers abound throughout the town. Smiles are difficult to suppress as one gazes upon the cheery yellow stelladoros lining the sidewalks of the town center, as well as the perky pink and white flowers planted by volunteers in flower boxes and planters, which also add much harmony. Perhaps I am more aware of the loveliness of flowers this season, but it appears to me that a plethora of hydrangeas are blooming on lavish bushes more than in previous years. Orange day lilies are popping up everywhere. Never have I noticed so many. Queen Anne's lace and purple May night salivas stand majestically as they dot streets, fields, and yards. Capturing nature's ornaments on camera will allow one to savor this beauty on days after the flowers have faded. Picking blueberries in July can bring much joy to Franklinites. Plump blueberries baked into muffins or pies fill a home with a warm olfactory sensation. Walking through the many parks in town offers a time for peace, reflection, prayer. Wednesday night concerts on the common fill the air with music, and music has a powerful effect on one's emotions by reducing stress and elevating one's mood. Shiny red tomatoes, deep green peppers, bright yellow summer squash, the Friday Farmer's Market on Franklin's splendidly landscaped town common 
regales one's senses with the brilliant colors of delectable fruits and vegetables. Yes, Franklin has much to offer its residents during this time of great change and uncertainty. May we periodically take a deep breath and focus on simple joys. How beautiful. Thank you. Thank you, Pat. Wow. Nice. That was great. That I, was thank great. You. I must say, I took that journey and I am the calmer for it. What about Steve? You next? Me next? Okay. Yeah. We'll pick up on a couple of things. I was trying to keep something simple and I went back to one I had from before and it also starts in the kitchen. So not, not so frisky as Bill's, but. <laughs> Lessons from the kitchen. First off, the cook rules the kitchen. And on weekends, what had been during the school year for mo many of the past years, cooking was mostly my duty. I say mostly because it was hard to keep the real cook out of the kitchen. My wife, Dolores. But we split the duties. I did the cooking to provide her time to prepare for her kindergarten friends, but she's moved on, so we can share it more. We always did review and prepare the shopping list together before I went to do the grocery shopping. That was one of my pleasures. One of the other rules certainly is to know what's available before you start. You can plan to succeed. Check out the listing ingredients. Confirm you've got the sufficient quantities for whatever you want to have to make for whatever the recipe is going to require. Another lesson, understand your eater's needs, especially if you have some guests over. Do they have any special dietary needs? I tend to make substitutions to cut out the extra fats and salts wherever possible. And in most cases, this is easily done. In some cases, you might need to adjust another ingredient to help cover the changes you did make. But that's another lesson I've learned too. Don't be afraid to make modifications to the recipe. However, I would proceed cautiously when adding some spices. If you know where that tipping point is, you can be a little bit more aggressive, but otherwise, you know, a little bit at a time. Take good notes too, so you'll know the best mix that you ended up with for next time. <laughs> One of the other lessons is to serve it hot. If the meal is over multiple courses, this tends to make things a little bit easier. You'll have some time between the courses to do that final prep. But if it's gonna be ready all at once for kind of the family buffet, there can be a logistical challenge to negotiate around the kitchen, whether it's the stove, the microwave, the grill, the oven, you know. <laughs> Think about it and prepare for the sequence that you need. Finally, of course, well, not so much finally, but one of the key pieces is to relax and enjoy the meal. The key is to really enjoy the meal, taking the time to do so. It's simple enough. Sit, talk, relax, and enjoy the meal morsel by morsel. One of the other keys I usually do is to prepare enough for leftovers. Dolores and I have used the rule, cook for four and eat for two twice. How about that for efficiency? With both our daughters out of the house, Dolores and I still cook for four and we eat for the two twice. Most meals are easily prepared with sufficient quantities to allow for that second meal. And then we'll reheat it and eat together, ideally, or when substitutes allow, or our schedules allow, 
uh, we'll eat it separately. Occasionally that big meal will allow us to be creative with the leftovers. So turkey is a good food to have for dinner that allows for leftovers. Think of the combinations, you know, turkey pot pie, turkey sandwiches, turkey salad, turkey noodle soup, ham like turkey is another one you can use creatively. The ham can be used for ham hash, ham sandwiches, or take the ham bone and make stock for pea soup, one of my favorites. Mm -hmm. And diced ham, of course, from the leftovers can be used with scalloped potatoes to make a good casserole dish. But among all those lessons, the one thing that I do miss most during this pandemic is the really big family gathering and meal. I'm looking forward to the time when we can sit and enjoy a meal in conversation together again safely. Yeah. Celebrate birthday party. Yeah. Mm. Amen it's to that. Cake. Yeah. Hug your grandchildren. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Alice, you ready? I'm ready. Well, actually, I don't have a, um, a, uh, uh, a title for this, but um, maybe you'll have a title for me when I get old, when I get past this. I often went to a huge park in Randolph, where I lived at the time, to walk my dog. So this particular time was no different. It was a beautiful sunny day in April. The huge expanse of park, newly mowed by the highway department of the town. The smell of grass as intoxicating as the smell of wildflowers nearby. It was a peaceful place, one of the reasons I chose it often. As I reached a hill, I looked out toward the water supply that created living space for all the wildlife and waterfowl in the area it was a big attraction to residents. It was then an electrifying vibration of sorts made the hairs at the back of my neck shoot up. It actually happened simultaneously as a beat up blue car parked very close to mine. In fact, if I had opened my back door, mine would have touched his front door since I had backed up when I drove my car in. This was strange for several reasons. A usually very busy park at 10 a.m. was completely empty. My dog Jim and I had been the only people there for 10 minutes. Most days the park was very busy, with dog lovers unleashing their dogs so they could get a hefty run in the woods surrounding. Or there was always people taking pictures. I got acquainted with a woman EMT who was the equivalent of a professional photographer who took nature photos for the local newspaper. But today, there wasn't anyone else around, and I knew for a fact there were many parking spaces in the area. In fact, there was a paved parking lot off the uh, smaller street as you first come in. It was then I saw another teen. I gave myself a moment and casually walked toward my car. That's when I realized it was a teen. He was leaning out of his car, casually listening to music. Nice day, I said. He returned my smile. My dog beckoned me forward. I walked further for maybe another 10 minutes. 
Then I turned. It was then I saw another teen in the passenger side of the other car. He too was hanging out as if he was getting out. I walked towards my car and locked it, put my dog Jim in the back, opened up the passenger side of my car, all the while looking out of the corner of my eyes for any movement by my new friends. I could have sworn there was no other person in the teen's car when I passed. Was I making a big deal out of nothing? I did not think that at all. I proceeded to clean the passenger's front seat, moving things around for a minute or two, and then I dashed into the seat and locked the door. Climbing over the console was a bit difficult, but I had a mission now and I just did what I could. Finally in the driver's seat, I didn't look back. I started the car and drove out of there like the devil himself was after me. Looking back, there isn't any doubt in my mind. Had I gone over to the driver's door to get in, there would have been some kind of altercation. After that, I walked on the main street or at the dog park where there were other people around. My dog, Jim, didn't mind at all. But it's safe and sorry. Mm-hmm. Yes. Exactly. It's the only time I had that feeling on the back of my neck. Yeah. Learn to respect it. Mm. That's right. That's right. That's for yeah. sure. Definitely. That's for sure. Okay, so, how about you, Al? Okay. The title of my story is My Guardian Dear, and it's a true story. The Guardian Angel Prayer, I learned as a child, was an act of faith and of great consolation to me or anyone who might recite it for protection. It was called Angel of God, and it went like this. Angel of God, my guardian dear, to whom God's love commits me here, ever this day be at my side, to light and guard, to rule and guide, amen. The children's prayer, Angel of God, required a childlike faith, which I said many times throughout my life, and is one that gave me a sense of hope that involves the mystery of angels and whether someone is looking after me. This may require that anyone counting on this believes in angels and spirits in the first place. I know in my own life where events are somehow not logical or rational to explain to someone who needs answers, this story may create more questions than answers. Yet for me, even though a mystery, it may tell me something that may not be clear to others. I still believe in angels and other dimensions in our existence. What happened one morning was very telling in this regard. My angel story begins with the circumstances that brought it about when the guitar player of our church choir asked me if I wanted a job. It was as a limo driver for Boston Coach, which was part of the Fidelity Corporation. Dennis was his name. He was the production designer for commercials and was driving now himself for extra cash and would get $500 if I took the job. I had been retired for about two years now and was getting a little bored, but I liked to drive and I knew my way around the Boston area. So I said yes. 
After two weeks training, I got started picking up their finance people and clients at home, airports, hotels, and commercial sites, taking them to their next destination. As chauffeurs go, this was a classy bunch who took pride in the way they looked and performed. We had to provide our own blue blazer, charcoal gray trousers, and white shirt, while the Boston coach was generous enough to supply a striped red tie. <laughs> there was a lot of professionalism on the job with disciplines in driving, being prompt, and customer courtesies. You could be assigned to drive very important clients, including Mr. Johnson, head of the Fidelity Corporation. There were many drivers, including a few women. At Logan Airport in Boston one day, a curious member of the FBI approached a few of our drivers who were standing together chatting. They were waiting for their passengers to arrive, and he had to ask them, who are you guys? An impressive looking group to him, no doubt. The experience was good, and I met some very interesting people, but not as nearly as interesting as what happened one early morning on the way to work. The afternoon before this particular morning, I noticed the inspection sticker on my black Chrysler sedan had expired. So I thought I had better take my wife's silver Sonata in the morning as her inspection sticker was okay. That's my black Chrysler, her silver Sonata. The next morning I took my wife's car and about 4.30 a.m., while it was still dark, I was on my way to pick up the limo that I would be using that day and my assignment. I come up to a red light in a small town of Massachusetts called Ashland. Just before the light changed to green, a police car pulled up to an orange light just off to my right. He stopped for the red as my light turned green. I then proceeded through the green light, and as soon as I cleared the intersection, the police car came right up behind me with flashing lights for me to pull over, which I did. I had no idea what I may have done as the policeman got out of his car. The officer came up on my passenger side, and as he came by the window, I let it down and said, is there anything wrong, officer? He said, no, as he looked in the direction of my sticker and said, I thought your sticker may have expired. I'm thinking, you're kidding. As he walked away, I'm saying, whoa, huh? I don't believe it. This is far out. Does it have anything to do with angels? Starting down the road, I found myself giving praise and thanks to God in wonder and amazement, knowing now that he is somehow in everything. Ever this day, be at my side. Reflections on this mystery of what happened are beyond explaining, except for the one it means the most to. Maybe one of those expressions of 
you had to be there. Might help, but no, it's deeper than that. Could it just be a case of childlike faith that believes in the presence of angels who even direct the steps of a police officer to say, I'm at your side. It's too coincidental to be coincidental. Amazing, amazing experience. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm still pondering it to this day. These are especially patient angels who work for the Registry of Motor Vehicles. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. I, am, I am going to uh, take you back to uh, the piece that I started working on four years ago, the book called Rising Run. Mm -hmm. In Rising Run, there is a general store to set the backdrop run by a fine gentleman, Moody Wingham known as Wingum's Country World Emporium and Gift Shop. Anyway, uh, Moody Wingum uh, of his small little general store empire occasionally runs ads on the radio. And this is one of his products. It's for Wingum's Whale Wax. Wingum's Whale Wax. There she glows. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's Wingum's Whale Wax. Just a little Wingum's glows a long way. Whenever you have a whale of a job to polish off, slippery as whale skin when wet, yet its high protection finish buffs out to a rich, glossy patina. Wingum's whale wax is available in great white or deep ocean blue for that killer whale of a shine. It's not just a fluke. With Wingum's whale wax, it's guaranteed. It's the one with the easy-squeezy whale spout dispenser, also available as a paste in the decorative faux scrimshaw whale tooth tin. Dirt and dust don't win against Wingums. Wingums contains no actual whale or whale byproducts. And no, whales are never harmed in the making of our fine wax. Get perfect wax protection for whatever you drive or wear on land or sea. Get Wingum's whale wax. There she glows. <laughs> Excuse me while I spout about it. <laughs> oh, stop blubbering, everyone. All right, I love it. Excellent. A great way to finish off the day. Great stuff today, in fact, all around. I'm Bill Wiley. I'm Al Larkin. Hi, I'm the one true faith, Faith Flaherty. Hi, I'm Pat Winiarski. I'm Steve Sherlock. I'm Alice Judge. And I'm Peter J. Thanks for being with us here on Senior Story Hour. Until the next time, I'm Peter J. Remember, be they laced with gravity, levity, wisdom, or whimsy, the meaning, experiences of life become a little larger when you share them, when you take a moment to commit pen to paper and just write. This is FPR, Franklin Public Radio.